Welcome again to Cincy Brewcast. My name, my name is Mike Cisneros. Uh, I may be a little stumbly today uh, because uh, he lives. You know, uh, because I live, <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> um, uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, you know. Uh, Many of you who listened to our last program may have uh, heard or may have been following uh, social media, and I got a lot of great wishes from a lot of people out there, a lot of our friends, and and especially uh, a very furtive uh, effort. I was getting ready. I was loading stuff into the car to drive to Athens on Friday when when I realized I had this splitting headache that was a bleed in my brain of course so why not so uh uh this is going to be kind of a boring show from my aspect uh because i'm not drinking i'm i have not been cleared to uh uh drink any alcohol yet i've uh, they want they want me to try to keep my blood pressure down which i don't know why why i decided to do this show because i was my blood pressure was boiling (laughs) trying to put all this stuff together trying to get this stuff and then the gnome says well, wait a minute. We're not going to do Periscope. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't say it that way. <laughs> Which, if you can, if you can bump our Periscope that way just a little bit. Oh yeah. So I can lean into the board a little closer with that. No, the other way. Uh, other way. <laughs> how is that? The, the other, the other direction. <laughs> That's good. That's good right there. <laughs> um, it was. Um, it, it, look, and I owe you a, a great debt of th- thanks. Uh, Andrew, um, the gnome, gnome, uh, <laughs> whatever the hell my name again, is. Again, it's one of those things. Uh, no, I, no, I, I feel like when I'm trying to be sincere, sincere, I want to, I want to use your real name because, like I said, I owe you a debt of gratitude. Uh, you picked up the ball uh, for us in uh, Athens, uh, Ohio Brew Week. Uh, actually, what I guess basically what turned out to be what two different two different shows, basically, sort of, or at least. A show and a half, or something of that nature. Uh, so you, so you took you took care of business uh, during that situation. Uh, you know, at the last minute, I call. I cannot be there. Uh, I just do not feel uh, feel good. And uh, after I got a hold of you, probably an hour, an hour and a half, I was laying in a hospital, uh, laying in a hospital bed. You know, uh, they were looking at my. You know, they were checking my CAT scan and checking. I have this spot on my three three millimeter spot on my you know uh, in my brain you know where the where the blood was happening and and um, and and by all accounts uh, although many of you might think probably not uh, but I, by all accounts I should make a full recovery in fact I'm on the road uh, I met with a neurosurgeon uh, yesterday or two days ago I guess it was and uh, he said that. Uh, I appear to be ahead of the pace of the pace uh, appear to be not with a lot of deficit uh, or anything like that. So uh, those of you who listen to this program may certainly disagree. That well, no. <laughs> whether I've got some sort of deficit going on. <laughs> Dr. Gnome says it's because you drink beer on the show. It's because it gets I, you ahead of the I curve. I have not had any beer. Uh, I've been asked to abstain yet. Uh, uh, I will hopefully get a little bit of a cleaner 
little bit more of a clean bill of health by uh, tomorrow uh, when I have my next CAT scan, which is going to be re uh, reviewed by the um, neurosurgeon who uh, uh, I, I, I owe a, a great debt of grat gratitude to him, Dr. Uh, Vincent DiNapoli from, from uh, Mayfair uh, Clinic, from uh, Mayfair uh, Brain and Spine. Uh, he's he was he's been a terrific doctor. He's done his best to ease my fears, as <laughs> as as wildly as the mind races. I'm sure you guys know. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, look, uh, I read this uh, last time. I want to read it uh, fast. F A S T is an easy easy way to remember the sudden signs of stroke. When you can spot the signs, you'll know that you need to call 911 for help right away. FAST is face drooping. Does one side of the face droop, droop or is it numb? Ask the person to smile. Is the person's smile uneven? Arm weakness, is one arm weak or numb? Ask the person to raise both arms. Uh, does one arm drift downward? Speech difficulty, is speech slurred? Is the person unable to speak or hard to understand? Uh, ask the person to repeat a simple sentences, a simple sentence like that. Uh, the sky is like the sky is blue. Blue uh, is the sentence repeated correct, uh, uh, repeated correctly. Time to call nine one one if anyone shows the symptoms. Uh, even if the symptoms go away, call nine one one and get the person to the hospital immediately. Check the time so you'll not know what time the first symptoms appeared. Um, other uh, and this is what happened to me. I had a thrombic stroke, uh, sudden numbness or weakness of face, arm or leg, especially on one side of the body. That's what I woke up uh, on Friday morning as we were getting ready to go to Athens with my face with the left side of my face numb. Hmm. And I went downstairs. I said, I think I might need to go to the hospital. Uh, and so I went to the hospital and got it taken care of, got checked out, and all that kind of stuff. And, and that was good. And um, they, they took an MRI and noticed three little spots uh, on my brain where uh, clots had come had gone into my brain, and and um, because I was taking Plavix, uh, which is a prescription that they use uh, to keep your blood fluid, but that actually caused me to bleed so in my brain so uh, so. Uh, be forewarned and forearmed with that kind of thing. If you, if 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 uh, if you're taking that drug for any reason, uh, it you know that's it's a very rare side effect, but it is possible. So, um, anyway, that's enough about me. <laughs> well, we uh, let's talk about we should beer mention and, first, and let's talk about what what happened over the weekend and what and what you did. You did a great job uh, there in Athens, and also we had the weekend took place a badass beer fest festival uh badass uh beer fest tell us about some of that stuff some of that what what happened and before we jump into that we should mention for anybody who's getting on periscope right now who this guy they're staring at is across the table because he is on camera and none of us are so <laughs> <laughs> well turn it well no because then i'm on camera so no you're gonna put me on camera now hi <laughs> you're killing me mike <laughs> So, this is the old man, as we call him. Well, you can't see him anymore. That was the old man. Um, he uh, is a loyal 
Periscope or when it works. And uh, a loyal listener, yeah. a friend of the program, someone who's helped us at a, a couple of our live events and stuff like that. So Chuck, uh, welcome. We're glad you're here. Um, hopefully we can. We, we, we may ask him a few questions just to see meet, what happens. Meet your meet your expectations. <laughs> meet <laughs> meet you, meet expecta- expectations that hopefully are low. If you uh, have beer, you've met my expectations. <laughs> we we do have beer, and we'll get to the from the beer fridge segment that Mike cannot participate in. Let after we it. after we'll, we want to do that first. You ready? Let's let's, let's, it. let's do it first. What do you, what do you have? From the beer fridge. Um, so I've, I brought two things. I brought um, the Schutz and Fest Kolsch from Moorline, uh, which yes. um, I've tried on tap in the uh, in the tap room. I haven't had it in the bottles yet. And then some of the um, blueberry hibiscus from Mount Carmel, which again I've had on tap a bunch of times. Haven't had it in the bottle yet, so I went ahead and grabbed those today. And we're going to be drinking those throughout the show. Sounds good. So, Sounds excellent. Um, why don't we talk? Oh about yes, the Schutz I and see Fest you have your uh, your flagon ready ready to, ready at hand there. And um, have you um, tried it yet, Chuck? I have not. You know, Kolsch is one of those styles that I think we've talked about a little bit on the show, kind of both ends of it, of, of us not being huge fans of the style, and then every once in a while you'll taste one that kind of catches you off guard. Uh-huh, right, And right. Um, I think right. this is this is one that caught me off guard, how good it is. It's, it's good. Um, one of those traditional beers that people kind of just glance over. They're almost making them to get people into craft beer. We talk about those gateway beers sometimes. Well, you know, one of the things about those kinds of beers is that you find that when they are done well, they are really outstanding. And it's, and sometimes it's hard to, uh, you, you know, some, some brewers have lost the way to do certain, you know, beers like that, you know, Kolsch's and some of the older style beers and and it's great that's the that's one of the great things about craft brewing is is i think it it resurrects that kind of that kind of beer of course kolsch is is um obviously uh from cologne it's 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 the basically i guess in the way that old style is the uh city beer of chicago i guess um um, Kolsch is the city beer of Cologne, <laughs> that's Germany. That's a good description. And, yeah, <laughs> and 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 it is, you know, it is. It's the Hudapol of Cologne. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess so. Um, and uh, and so, um, boy, I'd well, love, I'd love, it, to, I'd love to try some. <laughs> <laughs> and it was what's exciting to me about it is that they brought in um, a different yeast strain just for this beer. Well, you know, a, a lot of bigger breweries might have cut a little cut some corners when they're making a Kolsch out of their lineup when they, it's not something they typically do and might have, you know, thrown some other yeast strain in there, which turns it into something else in my opinion, which is probably why some of those Kolsches that we're familiar with that we, we get around the country, um, kind of let you down because they don't right, have right. that. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's, there's almost like a like a lemony fruitiness with right. with a with yes. a, with a good colch yes. that yes. um you don't get all the time and well and, and you know it's it's something that um 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 everybody down at Moorline they especially i i think all their beer obviously they really uh, try to make an effort to brew it right down the line and i think the german styles in a lot of in a lot of I, I mean, I think somehow they feel some sort of responsibility to 
the German styles, especially that they want to do those right. Uh, I think sometimes they find that the German styles are sort of haphazardly, hap, 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 haphazardly kind of thrown together, right. and 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 like you said, they put any old yeast or any of that. But you know, when you go to the trouble to make it right and get exactly the kind of ingredients that you're supposed to have for a beer like that, uh, it can make it. It can it can take something like that from being ordinary or being run of the mill to really extraordinary. So, you know, and I, and I think that's an important thing. And that's something those guys at Moreline always seem like they're trying to do is, is take things just as just a little step above, just a little bit more, a little bit ahead of what they, you know, you know, what you might normally expect, um, uh, to do is and like I said, especially those uh, those German styles. I'll tell you what, um, you brought the that the uh, FC Cincinnati yeah. beer in. That was terrific. That's as absolutely terrific. I mean, it was just blood orange, yeah. you know, and and it just had a really great tartness and it had a really good, um, almost kind of a sweetness to it that I that I found found appealing. I was surprised how much of that I liked it and and. And really, I, I really enjoyed it. So, well, so. and what what I what I find so fun about Moreline recently, especially when you talk about this um, this Kolsch, and they did um, they they've been teaming up with some of the the traditional German societies and some of these festivals that happen around town, and really finding a way to to tie in their and, their and history as as yeah. <laughs> as this old german brewery Absolutely. and their place in right. this modern crowd and I, I'm, right. I'm it's fun to watch them finding that line between both and and kind of grabbing both sides and finding their place to to sit right there. nobody else has both of those ties to heritage in cincinnati and they and they're, it, they're hitting it perfectly and again as i mentioned when you take the time and you do the proper resourcing on the on the ingredients when you do the proper resourcing on on recipes and and when you you know when you take the trouble the time and the trouble to get the proper yeast strain and and uh, i'm sure they're styling their water uh, because sure. the, yeah. the cologne water is is a little bit different uh than just your everyday run of the mill uh run of the middle so i'm sure they're styling their water as well uh so that they can brew a real Kolsch beer that that you would find in Cologne, which I yeah I think it's I think it's terrific. I think it's fantastic. It's it's fun stuff, and we'll we'll get to the uh, the hibiscus blueberry as the show goes on. As I crack into that, we'll we'll come back to this. But um, you were, you were asking about this last weekend, and it was a really busy weekend. We, we yeah, hit some, especially when uh, hit yours truly was not around. So. Well, and and I before we get into it at all, I've got to d- apologize really big to um, both Bad Tom Smith and um, Urban Artifact, who I I talked to them both at the Badass Beer Fest, and we had a nice little show that we did, and it was fun, and there were lots of curse words being yelled out, and it was <laughs> it was a great show, and I lost the entire thing, so. Um, oh. huge, huge apology to them and we'll make it up to both of them at some point. But, um, so we'll talk about that, but I don't have any sound from it. But, right, right. um, before that we went out on Friday, me and the wife drove out to Athens, um, hit all of the breweries in Athens, some bars. Um, and in the evening we sat down at devil's kettle and 
we we talked to everybody kind of about Athens beer scene and it was it was really fun. like I you know we talked about it a bunch before that that I had never been out to Athens before and uh, you know the the build up of going to a city that only ha- quote unquote only has three breweries but everybody talks about their beer scene and they've one of their breweries being Jackie O's who's been around forever yeah. it's it was it was a lot to live up to and it certainly did so you've you've been out to Athens um, what breweries have you been out to out there I have not I have not been to Little Fish uh, we, we stopped by uh, when we did the uh, uh, OBW show last year when Tina and I drove up there and uh, sat down with Le- uh, with we- with Weston uh, Lombard mm-hmm. and uh, we drove past uh, uh, Devil's Kettle so we stopped in there uh, I think we brought back a uh, growler spi- spider silk uh, yeah yeah and then and then we did not go to uh, Little Fish and of course Jackie O's we've, we've been to every every iteration every possible you know uh branch and branch <laughs> branch store of that they have they have the uh, i guess the tap room or whatever down right. uh down uh, down downtown a little bit farther downtown and then they have their own uh then they have the um the brewery and the, uh, the, the, so the brew pub was where we pub, where yeah. we made it to which was kind of right uptown there i don't know how you split athens up into districts or whatever but it was the brew pub the place where you can get food right was, was where right. we stopped um first yeah yeah and we ate lunch yeah. there and um and tried a bunch of their beers they had a uh a pina colada berliner vice that was incredible that um wow, my, wow. It, was, it was it was some really good stuff that sounds kind of sexy um, but so the show itself, we sat down, like I said, at, uh, at Devil's Kettle. Um, it was me, my wife sitting off camera, um, trying to de-stress and throw me things when I needed things. and trying desperately to help me set up, even though she had no idea how anything was supposed to be set up. Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, it was entertaining to watch. God bless you and, um, and, and for trying and for, you know, going out and, and pinch hitting for me and, uh, and, and, and. Well, God knows I needed it. It so. helped that our guests were fantastic. We had Brandon Thompson from Ohio Brew Week. Uh, of course, Cameron Fuller from Devil's Kettle was there. Uh, Sean White from Little Fish and Seth Morton from Jackie O's. And they wow. were all amazing. And they brought some really incredible stuff. Excellent. Which um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the show yet to hear some of the stuff we were tasting. But um, it was... It was <laughs> I'm not not to put you on the spot or anything. I mean, you're, you, you're, your brain was bleeding, so I get it. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey wait a so, minute. Um, but we, um, the devil's kettle that Cameron Fuller brought, um, well, he didn't bring it was right there. He's turned around and got it for us, but he had a, um, a Pilsner that he had, he had brewed called poppin' uh, Pilsner. Can you believe But that? then he also took the same beer, same recipe and just switched out the yeast, um, and had kind of a, a funky, um, Brett driven version of it that was that was really awesome. So it was neat to taste like the two back to back and has kind of got my mind working and I I I, I want to play with that in the future and try to find some more stuff like that to to sample. But it was really cool. Um, Jackie O's um, Seth brought the full allotment, which was their collaboration with Quaff Brothers, right, which right. I thought was yeah. very fitting for the show for him to right. finally bring something right. that we could tie to Cincinnati a little right, bit. Right. Um, and also um, Evelyn, which is one of their sours um i don't know when that was first brewed and then the uh, little fish did they bring their award winner uh, or no they brought um two new one newer ones they brought their estate number one which is 
the um it is it, it is their what is that one called the um the saison um saison uh, de poisson yes yes, yes 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 it's that thrown in a barrel with some of their cider i guess so it's got some apples wow. and stuff on it. It's incredible. I may have a bottle of it sitting at home. So, <laughs> um, And then also Sunfish, which was one of their brand new ones that was being released that Saturday. So we got kind of a sneak peek at that one. So it was some man, really, really, jealous, really man. cool stuff. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely Sounds feeling like was awesome. no pain at the end yes, of the day. I think, yes. I think I fell asleep in the hotel room with some cheeseburger wrappers around me. I think there was a bag of Fritos and, or something. And feeling and, a lot of and love, And heartburn man. all night long <laughs> from the sour beer. Yeah. And, uh, but, man, it was, it was incredible. It was, it was really, really cool to see a beer scene that is, on one hand, as old as anything we have in Cincinnati with Jackie yes. is. On the other hand, as young as some of the stuff yes. we have with, you know, both these breweries and a year old. small. And to see what they're doing. Yeah. And to see how they adapt to a beer scene that doesn't have these pre- these preconceived notions of what a brewery is supposed to be. You can open up a brewery in Athens and just really kind of do your own thing. You know, it. It's it, right, it's it's right. fascinating to kind of see right. how they've how they've found their That's own so spots. That's so cool. That is so cool, man. You are so lucky to have been able to uh, go up there. Uh, oh well, we'll be back yeah. next year. So oh, definitely. It's we'll we'll <laughs> go out. We'll go back sometime before next year. But, <laughs> uh, and especially since we got some love from Seth Morton and those guys oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll 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 you know. I'm sure that that and they've all got an open know. invitation here on the show if they're in Cincinnati. Yeah, so I told them that and. If they're listening now, you know, anytime you're in Cincinnati, just shoot us a message. And Absolutely. You can sit here and yeah. we'll, I, I also brought some goodies from Cincinnati to share with them. I brought some, some Braxton and some 50 West and some, some fun stuff to, good, good. to share with good. the people that I guess can't right, get right, it, right. <laughs> which kind of, kind of blows my mind to think about, you know, yeah. you kind of get lost in, in this busy beer scene here that it's not like that everywhere. So, um, you want to get straight into, uh. Saturday, or you want to take a break real quick? Uh, no, no, let's take a break. Uh, let's uh, do some business, and then uh, we'll uh, talk about uh, Saturday, Badass, uh, Bad Tom, Badass Beer Festival. I'll and give you guys uh, a hint, too. It was badass. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually badass. Listen, we'll be we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Cincy Brew- Brewcast. Uh, you're listening to the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. Talk to you later. <laughs> Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. 
Hey, uh, we are brought to you tonight by Brewers Buddy, your best friend in brewing. Brewers Buddy is the latest home brewing system on the market, a patent-pending gravity-fed beer home brewing platform, and it's easy to own for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's affordable, versatile, durable, and safe, and you can follow them at Brewers Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, and find out more about them at www.brewersbuddy.com. They will be taking pre-orders starting in August. Uh, Brewers Buddy, your best friend in brewing. And remember, uh, we will be uh, joined by uh, the folks from Brewers Betty, Buddy uh, next Saturday, right? Uh, from the beer fridge. I think we did that already. Does that mean I can drink more? <laughs> yes, please do. I'm living vicariously uh, through you. you Tina know. needs a beer. Um, I'm here, guys. She does. Tina, do you want the Schutz and Fest Kolsch? It's good. Or uh, the Hibiscus Blueberry? Uh, I'll have a little bit of the Hibiscus Blueberry. I'm kind of off of booze for right now. Cause what? I was just in New Orleans for four days. <laughs> I need need time to give myself for a cover. Hey, uh, let me uh, mention, too, uh, all of our fans uh, should pick up the most recent City Beat magazine. Uh, in it, you'll find uh, the information about Cincinnati Burger Week, week that uh, uh, took place and is ending uh, as I guess as we as we speak. Uh, so, uh, and we have some great collaborations come up coming up with City Beat, including a big show on July in July to talk about. Uh, no, I already did that. Uh, no, we're we're. <laughs> That shit is uh, is old shit right there. Uh, I have to write me. I'll have to write me another one. Um, we, um, we've got some big city beat shows coming up, so stay tuned. Yes, that's right. Uh, including the um, uh, Cincinnati rest- restaurant. I think we're going to do Cincinnati restaurant week uh, with them, uh, and we'll we'll I want to do sort a brew, feature brewcast from and, Ruby's. From where? <laughs> Ruby's brewcast from Ruby's. Okay. Free steak. (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, I'm coming for you. That would be awesome. That would that would be totally awesome. Um let's see. Where were we? Uh let's see here. Um, Beer Fest. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, how did that go? And was it fun? It was really fun. And I, I wish I had made it out to both days, but obviously being in Athens I couldn't hit both days, so I I chose Saturday. And the first thing that struck me when we got there, uh, once I got through the stress of the failed show, was all the dogs. And oh, yeah. know, everybody knows that we're very dog friendly here on the Brewcast, right, as right, you heard yeah. Chester <laughs> a second ago. Or, yeah, yeah um, it's Chester. They're all um, up here. So there was dogs just all, and it was at French Park, so there was tons of space. Right, right. And people were just kind of set up in the grass with their blankets and their dogs and their families, and they would walk up and get some beer and then come yeah. back and. Right on cue, the dogs agree that that's the way a beer fest should be. And I, I don't think that I've ever seen a festival in Cincinnati that was as family and family oriented and laid dog, back and dog relaxed. oriented. Yeah. Like it was just it was it was something very different and um, I think they hit it out of the park with it. And they announced in their um, book, which actually I brought you a copy of the book because there's a good shout out to Cincy Brewcast in there, but I forgot it at home, of course. Um, but in there, they mentioned the dates for next year. So it's definitely going to be an annual event. And cool beans. We'll be back to that also. Excellent. Excellent. 
but it was it was really cool. Some great anything beer. anything new, special, different come out, and you know anything that that, that was you know um, that anybody did specially for it or uh, Urban Artifact debuted their um, their coffee lager at the festival. I believe I believe it was debuted there. It could have been on tap before then, but um, of course everybody knows that Urban Artifact is fantastic, yeah. and and they yeah. of course knocked that one out of the park too. So. Um, but I think it's on tap in their tap room now. So. Absolutely. But other than that, Boy, I, just, once I get a clean bill of health, I'm going to have to go over there and get me a, yeah. get me a delicious coffee lager. Mm. Um, sounds awfully, awfully yeah. good. Um, let's see. Um, I'm, I'm going to play this right now. If you don't mind, are, are we, are we, <laughs> before we get there, we got to, um, Periscope reminded me to shout out to the, as they called it the giant hot dog, but I believe it was supposed to be a sausage. Um, there was a, a walking sausage and a walking bun <laughs> walking around the festival. All the way from Milwaukee? Um, I, I don't did know. Did they have a race? Did they yeah, race did each they other? Race? They did not race. They just kind of walked around and took pictures of the people. But I did get a really cool water bottle that's shaped like a sausage. Because um, <laughs> wow. we shared a table with the sausage and the bun. <laughs> 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 you guys, it was. It, it sounds was, like you're describing a weird dream you had. It, yeah. Um. To me, it feels like a weird dream uh-huh. because I was so out of my mind that day. And um. But yeah, it was. It was really, really cool. Like I, I, I can't wait for you guys to see it next year and for us to to get a proper brewcast and to show them kind of the way we are Man. supposed to do it. I know that's like sounds it was such good. a bummer because like that's something we've always wanted to do is just like be live from a festival and next time it was where it's just cool you know mm-hmm. where it's like crazy and, and be be at be at a festival and have people come up and say yeah. whatever they will yeah. and you know and and, and, and kind of get the vibe of the thing and all that so so but um but uh we're we're um uh you know there's some uh cincinnati um uh, i know uh, our friends at uh, municipal War- brew works uh they made the the wlwt news where i happen to w- happen to work uh, apparently, their Walter oh Walter God, Melon, um, uh, in honor of the uh, lost fire, uh, the lost fire firefighter uh, Patrick Walterman, uh, Walter Melon, uh, it's called, and, and yeah, it's fantastic. It's, huh? it's amazing. It's their their blonde ale, which uh, we did try when we were out there on right, the show, right. with a big giant burst of watermelon flavor. I mean, it doesn't hide the watermelon. You're not hunting for it. It's smack in the it face. It is hard oh, to get man. watermelon into uh, watermelon flavor. Somebody, somebody told me that once that it's hard to get real watermelon flavor into a beer. Well, I think uh, because you, it, it, it sort of, it sort of leaches out or something. It's, um, I actually heard it described really well recently by someone. Um, watermelon is sort of the celery of, fruit like it has a very distinct flavor but it's also like just mostly water so it's kind of hard to pick up on i can see that well it, if you it, if you were trying to put the real watermelon flavor into right, a beer right. that the malt flavors and the hop flavors would just totally mask it right um and it's also really hard to do without it like yeah. tasting fake did it have a uh, sourness to it all to it at all or? It, it didn't it wasn't sour to me it was just punchy if that makes sense uh-huh. just punchy. just real bright and fruity and um watermelony it was well that's fantastic so something we'll have to make an effort to, to get a hold of but yeah congratulations to sean and everybody Absolutely. sean willingham and everybody down there uh for for you know putting something together to honor uh, one of our fallen heroes and, and i think that's a very cool uh 
way to honor a guy. You right. know, uh, that was his nickname, Walter well, Walter Mellon. Well, Mellon, so. and there's and the, <laughs> the story behind it. He um, was at a uh, some kind of summer cookout or something um, a year or two before he died, and somebody had a watermelon beer. I don't know which one specifically it was. I, I could guess, but and he had never tried anything like that before, and it just blew his mind. He just couldn't. He just that's all he would drink then. He just oh, kept drinking wow, this, and that wow. that was his beer from then on out. Was this wow, watermelon good, beer? So. Good. It's you know story wow. that writes itself. So wow. yeah, really, um, uh, just terrific for the, those guys have really, really gotten a hold of the community up there in oh, yeah. Hamilton and really have 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 put something out for that community really cool and 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 just terrific. So well, and and so. and Nine Giant, you know, we we're obviously huge yeah. fans of yep. them, and they are absolutely killing it over there in pleasant ridge and we would be remiss if we did not mention the darkness brewing Absolutely. with one of our actually one of our charter guest guests really they were on uh even before they even had a <laughs> i i i don't know if this is saying it wrong before they even had a right to they they didn't have they didn't have a bar they weren't open they they, they had some beers getting they brought ready us to some stuff. they were getting I ready believe. to get do some kickstarting and now they've come to full uh, full fruition over there uh in uh in the bellevue area and uh, uh by all accounts ha- had an excellent opening uh, over the over this past weekend which we were supposed to attend i was <laughs> i was believe me it believe me if i could have been anywhere <laughs> but where i was <laughs> it's you know so it, it it's almost like um you know every every month anymore there's somebody opening oh, up yeah. that we can yeah. look at now and be like oh yeah we we talked to them when uh-huh. this was an yeah. idea or yeah. when this yeah. was just getting yeah. started just That's get, it's, so cool it's, about this show we're getting to the point in the yep. show where it's really fun to kind of see that development of people and see how ideas shift and change and happen or don't happen or things like that it's um it's pretty neat and and, and darkness mm-hmm. and, and nine giant and municipal and places like that are certainly right up there to um, be on that list for us. Hey, uh, let me play this. This is our uh, spot that we owe uh, Chef Tony from uh, Brewers Open, and uh, the gnome has uh, some news about that. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna start with it, uh, but let's uh, let's go ahead and we'll talk the news here. Do you love craft beer and playing around with golf with your friends? How about delicious barbecue and live music? If so, then we'd like to invite you to join us for the inaugural Brewers Charity Golf Classic on Monday, October 3rd at Becker Ridge Golf Club in Westchester, Ohio. The Brewers Charity Golf Classic will benefit local charities and feature some of Greater Cincinnati's top breweries. Craft Brewers will be set up on the course during tournament play and at the 19th Hole Taste Celebration featuring delicious barbecue and great live music. This is a two-man scramble, so we invite you and your golfing or drinking buddy to register online at www.brewersopen.com. If you're not a golfer, no problem. You can still come join us for the 19th Hole Taste Celebration, featuring over 36 premium craft beers, tasty barbecue, and live music, all for a great cause. To register your team or purchase your 19th Hole Taste Celebration ticket, visit us online for all the fabulous details. www.brewersopen.com. And a change of venue from change Beckett venue. Ridge uh, Country Club to... To uh, Four Bridges. Four Bridges. Um, over in, I guess that's Mason out there. Okay. Um, so that's not where that all the golf courses are. And that there's, there's no <laughs> other big changes. So um, breweries are still signing up um, even now. So right, right. The, um, the list keeps growing of who's right. going to be there. Right. And Excellent. The prizes and everything are all kind of staying the same. So 
Okay. Just the location change. And of course, they had the uh, where we he was able to add in also um, uh, Top Golf. Yes. Uh, you get a uh, bucket of balls over there uh, with your along with your registration. So you want to get ready and register now because if you wait, you will not get the Top Golf stuff. Uh, uh, you have to be pre-registered for that, and uh, the price goes up too. And the price definitely goes up from what ninety five to one hundred and a quarter or something like something that. Like, that or, sounds about right. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so will that be a two man scramble? It's a two man. Uh, it's a two man scramble. Yes. So we can. Well, so if if we play together, the, the four, the four, if the four of us together, you know, we can. You know, we'll. We'll, we'll do it. We'll we do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I'll, I'll pull the words out of his brain for him. <laughs> if you sign up early, your ticket includes the tasting afterwards. It includes a barbecue dinner, some a barbecue lunch, I believe, too. Um, cart, golf, there's live music, there's some kind of live Cincy Brewcast. Uh-huh. We, we don't yes, really know how yes. we're going to do we that will, quite yes, yet. We, will be, uh, we, will be we may be recording yet. all day during the day from the cart as well as, who knows, ah, ah, who knows. Ah, 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 <laughs> um, you know, that could be just good. keep things exciting. And now uh, here's Andrew <laughs> uh, over the, here's the gnome over the putt. He <laughs> gives it an... He gives it the eye, and he's eyeing it down. Then he's, the happy Gilmore putter throw. He's, he's, starting, <laughs> <laughs> he's starting to say Gunga la Gunga. Gunga la Gunga. It should be fun. Gunga la Gunga. It, it should be very fun. And I can't wait to see kind of how, um, how the city embraces an event that's... Um, something that I haven't seen the, well, the, the I know breweries kind of latch onto before. T- Tony's putting it on it, it's going to be a quality Absolutely. event i mean Absolutely. there's nothing you know i mean it's it you know they've done such a good job with the uh since beer brats and, and and anything that he's ever done first been first class so we really look forward to that uh, to it just just from the aspect of of that tony's involved is it's going to be a quality event that's for sure and he's already done plenty of work on it it it's it it, it looks like it's just it, it's coming to fruition for him and and uh, despite of having a um having a uh, venue change i think uh, for the most uh, for the most part it should be pretty good um we had some there was also uh, some stuff we missed from the um from the um uh, 50 west punch out oh dear god uh um, did we not talk about that at all yeah we did did we talk a little yeah. bit about the punch out mm-hmm. it um and oh yeah that's right, that's right. we talked about it we they did announce the dates for their uh, 50 fest today though and I guess it's a good time for us to tell everybody that we're going to be at 50 West on the 15th. Um, normal show time. It's a Monday, so we'll be there at 6.30 in some capacity. We don't know what that show looks like quite yet, but um, we'll be there. We'll be talking everything 50 Fest. Kind of wrapping. August 15th? Uh, yes. I'll be trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we we will be there. And, um, um, and I, I can't wait to see what they do for 50 Fest. Seeing how they kind of stepped up their game with the punch out, I, I can't wait to see what they, they they've said it's going to be better than it's ever been before. And right, everybody right. always says that, and I I believe them. I don't I, know though. Some of those volunteers at Fifty Fest last year were just a rock. Well, and that's what it. <laughs> it was me. It was me. <laughs> it was me. It, I, I I with with that was you and uh, Shane. Me and Shane, it? yeah. yeah oh, it was, boy, uh, oh boy. <laughs> he got mad at me because at one point I just stopped working and started talking to people. 
<laughs> she's, and she's telling everybody this on the air. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully I'm invited back. Oh, man. <laughs> well, well, we'll be there on the 15th, and um, hopefully they'll give us some hints at some of the, the fun stuff that they have planned for it, for sure. Um, and I, I think they're doing the, the, the punch out again next year, too, so. Um, and they'd be crazy not to we I, I think I'm allowed to say that they're definitely doing the uh, the golden ticket cans again this year mm-hmm. and I think I'm allowed to say it's two different beers than what they did last year my, my goal for the punch out next year I'm going to tell Bobby I already I'm, talked I'm gonna, to him gonna, <laughs> do you want a punch get down and just get down on my yeah oh yeah you want me <laughs> in there fight? punching no no I want to call the fights I want to call the fights <laughs> I want to call um, the fights. I want to do play by play on all the all the fights. I believe we have a spot reserved on the balcony to do just that. So, um, no worries. Cincy Brewcast will be there next year. Blow by blow coverage on Cincy Brewcast of the Punch Out. Well, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. After our our play by play from the um, from the the draft event at Rheingeist and how much fun <laughs> that was to listen to afterwards, <laughs> I I can't imagine not doing any kind of sporting events well, like, it's the only doing, time you're allowed to talk sports on this show then we're doing, we're... And, and then we'll probably <laughs> uh, set up there around at least at least see the uh, golfers come in at least see the gophers come in maybe the 18th hole and mm-hmm. and and describe you know a couple of the little right. bit of the action and see what's going on and and uh, and of course hello friends uh, <laughs> hold it in you know, hold it in <laughs> I'd like you to. can i come to the golf outing dressed as a gopher <laughs> yes. Like, can we all dress up as like Caddyshack characters? That would be really fun. In in a in a uh, heavy uh, dress dress in the. Uh, um, it would just be like my top half. Like it would be like I'd be in like a little. No, like, it's gotta suit. be. Gotta but be then full. no, underneath it would be like starting here. It would be like the like the green. Like I get to be, I get to be it would Rodney, be like the green. Right? I'd have the green right here, yeah. and then I'd be like, so I'd just be like popped up like a little bit, and I'd do the like. Not well, only can you, now you have to. Um, <laughs> that, that's another one I need to get on here. Time to break <laughs> out your gopher outfit that I you've will. been sitting oh, on. <laughs> that's another song I need to get on here before the Brewers open. Yeah, the, yeah. the. I'm sure I could find it here. Let's see here. What do we want to do next? Well, since we're talking about future shows, we might as well throw out that we're going to be at Rivertown in the near future. And that's going to be an on-location show. What? We talked about that. It's on location, though. That's not a live show. Hell? See, it's my brain. It's like I said all this stuff and said, oh, I want to do this show and I want to be there and I want to be there. And, uh, you know, and, we and, we are talking Night Marcher, which is their new wild oh, IPA, right. the, the, the right. 100% Brett yes. fermented. So yes. we'll go be there for um, a preview of that. So unfortunately, yeah. it's not Lizzie a live Roper show. comes out of the email. I mean, she, she's like, you got it. I mean, it's like lots I told of exclamation her that wanted, points. She's like, lots of ex- exclamation points. She like comes out of the email. Oh my God, yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's, I, and I'm, I'm dying to try that beer. I've been, as soon as I first heard some, some talking about it, I've, I've been dying to get a hold of it. And I, I talked to, to Justin, their seller man today and he's, oh yeah, yeah, that's, I need to transfer that. And I said, well, yeah, you do. We need to drink yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you, do- what are you waiting for? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> so um, we'll be there and we'll talk about it. You guys can tune in live and at least hear about it. And then I think they're they're tapping it on Tuesday the 9th. So our live show or our on location show, sorry, that you can tune in on Periscope and Facebook and all that fun stuff, hopefully, cool. um, is on the, the Monday the 8th, our, our normal show time. So. Yep. Um, I think that's all we have set in stone. We do have... 
Uh, I'm talking to somebody that is an up and coming brewery that has a brew system, has a bar built, has right, their right, right. in process, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, well, I can't mention it yet because the show isn't nailed down yet. So I don't want to gotcha. say anything until it's firm, but that'll be towards the end of August. Uh, let's do some business. Uh, we'll be right back on Cincy Brewcast. Uh, you're listening to the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. Hi, fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffillers in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Alberoff from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, this is Bobby Slattery from 50 West Brewing Company in 50 Westville, and you are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. That's pretty good. <laughs> he did a good job on that one. I forgot to get little liners from all the people out in Athens. I just realized oh, that. Oh, believe me. Damn. I mean, yeah. I mean, Another thing I forgot. Jeez. We, we forget that shit all, all the time. <laughs> and I make a big note, you know, and. Don't forget your liners. Um, what else are we talking about? Old man, what do you want to talk about? This is very good <laughs> beer. The Kolsch? Yes. Have you tried the blueberry yet? Not yet. Have you had the blueberry at all yet? Not this kind. It's it's pretty good. And that's from our wonderful neighbors down the street from that's right. the Brewcast oh, Studios, right. Mount right. Carmel. But their, their coffee brown is the killer. Oh, man, coffee brown. Mm-hmm. There's did. nothing like that beer. God. They That's did um, an Irish coffee brown that was oh, one of my yeah. favorite beers That's that they've right. ever Remember made. Remember that one? Oh, yep. my gosh. I'm going to start pestering them probably next month to see if they're going to release mm-hmm. it again for St. Patrick's Day. Good idea. That's, that should be enough time yeah, to start pestering. Yeah, that should be this. enough lead time. You know? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it, 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 if they're going to do it, now's when they need to be thinking about well, it. Well, I, I, no, I, no. I imagine that the base beer is just coffee brown and that they add something to it. Is my guess. I I don't. Yeah. I don't anticipate yeah. that it's an actually different beer. So they would just right. have to no, take they, a batch they of coffee. Probably just brown. straight up put like Bailey's in it. <laughs> Honestly, like no, that's not Bailey's because I think that's against the law. But something similar. Something. To that. Yeah. Um, I, Irish cream flavor. Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah. I remember like when I was sort of learning about how, um, you know, you flavor your beer. You literally just like added yeah, in it's, like it's, it's it seems like there, it's got to be a lot more like complicated and a little bit more now, finesse than that but you literally but, like if you're making a coffee beer you just pour coffee into it like, and, yeah, but yeah. we're talking about fruits and stuff that's a, that's kind of a fun thing we could talk about is is the people who are adding um, fruit flavorings and stuff versus the whole fruits i know there was um ryan geist had a post the other day of them 
sitting at a big long table well, chopping up pineapples but, and. But we ha- we we had that situation where we did the um, um, <sighs> shit. Uh, it's, it's strawberry. We did two strawberry beers, right? Is that where you're going with this? No, it, we 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 were doing the watermelon, um, the watermelon candy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're putting the the watermelon uh, <laughs> and, Jolly Ranchers in. And I had to shoot yeah. an email and ask if they could put in like forty pounds of uh, of watermelon <laughs> yeah, sour patch yeah. kids into yeah, a watermelon, watermelon <laughs> sour patch. I forgot. Yeah, he uh, we when we and. I guess we need to clue everybody in what we're talking about for Fresh Fest last year, which is right. a festival that Madtree puts on, and they have local media kind of team up and put together um, what they call Hoff Stevens kegs, which are small kegs that you can throw shit in, basically. And they yeah. take their Lift, which is their Kolsch, which is a very blank slate of a beer, not much. Um, can you say that? Not a blank can, slate. Beer. A blank slate of a beer. Everybody. <laughs> 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 How about a clean slate? Yes, a, a clean slate of a, a, a beer ready to be added to. And um, we decided we wanted to do watermelon Sour Patch Kids. And so we kind of played around with small samples and things, trying to figure out how much watermelon Sour Patch Kid you needed to put into a beer. And then when we scaled How it many up and children you needed to uh, sacrifice? Quite mm. a few pounds of Sour Patch Kids. And somehow they managed to, to make it work. Um, I think they used probably less than half of the the, right, the sour right, patch kids that right. we asked them to and some tartaric acid or some some right, fun right, it's, yes, it's 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 yes. fun to see how all that works right but, right um right. but you've got you've got what i'll call delightfully inefficient idiots here in town like urban artifact that just use tons <laughs> and tons of tons, of tons and tons yeah. of fruit just to make it work the way they want to make it work and that's also kind of fun to see and um then you get you have places like uh, well, I won't name any, but you know, there's there's places that, that that are using extracts and and some kind of syrups and commercial things that can make some really incredible beers too. So it's it's neat to see how different ways to get different products and why people do it and how people do it and stuff like that. Um, I have another fun topic that we could talk about if you guys want to. Yeah. Um. So I was at Jungle Gems today. No. And uh, yeah, I, I, Not hang, you. I hang out there sometimes. I was talking to Amy, who's one of the the bartenders there, who I know Tina knows. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about one of the beers that was on tap, and it's labeled as an IPA. And somebody came up to the bar, and they were kind of asking, you know, oh, what, what kind of wheat beers do you have? And um, there's there was probably three or four wheat beers. Oh, I don't really like any of those. And he turned to walk away. And I said, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. You know, don't walk away yet. You know, come over here, try this. And he said, well, that's an IPA. I don't like IPAs. And I said, no, no, you've got to try this because it's a it's a wheat IPA. They don't advertise it as that, but you just need to try this because it's it's got this great weedy body to it and wow. some fruit on top from the hops and that kind of stuff. And he tried it and he loved it and he filled his growler and he went home. And it frustrated me to no end because it was it was marketing. And you you see it that people are starting to use these styles as as marketing to try to get people to buy a beer and in turn that's turning somebody else off because they think they don't like that style or they don't want that style or whatever it is and i'm kind of curious if you guys have any kind of thoughts or opinions on that on styles and how they are being twisted now to get people to buy it i don't necessarily think that that is exactly the case all the time or even I don't know what beer this is. Do you care to say? No, because okay. it's local. Um, so I think that 
I can point to a bottle of it though. <laughs> okay. I think that there oh, okay. I think that there are is only so much space on your tap handle or on your beer can or whatever. Right. And yeah, sure, it's an extra word. But it kind of makes a little bit more of a, I think it just sort of simplifies it a little bit. And that is sort of the purpose of the the customer service representative helping you pick a beer. I think that that should fall on your bartender, your server, or your, you know, whoever sells your beer to you to tell you, kind of say, okay, this is what this is about. Yeah, it's labeled as an IPA, but... I mean, I think that it's labeled it's especially as Especially at a place like J- Jungle Gyms. Jungle, and Jungle Gyms is I not mean, the best example for a place like that because it is very very customer service person oriented where you walk up mm-hmm. and say, this is what I like, what can I get? But we've all been to those, especially you talk about attitude. When we were in Athens, if I was walking into a bar and it was busy and there were a bunch of people around and it's beer week and it's crazy. I'm walking up there. I'm really quickly looking at that tap list and I'm making a decision yeah. right away yeah. before I talk to somebody. Right, right. I've got my decision made when I walk up to the bar and say, here's what I want. Here's my but money. But I think that's Here a little is. bit different for you because you kind of know what you're talking about and what you're interested in. But for like people who are just casual beer drinkers who might not know as much as you do or, um, you know, it, they might, they might not be able to make such a quick decision, and that's where it comes into where they ha- sort of ask people, I, you know. I almost worry that the casual beer drinkers, though, are, are not talking to people as much. I think that they, it's almost an intimidation thing walking into a bar with 40 taps or something like that, and they they may not be leaning back to their old standby of Bud or Miller or whatever, but they're definitely kind of falling into some styles very quickly so that they aren't holding things up, so they're not embarrassed, so they're yeah, not... Yeah. I would agree yeah. with you there. I think that that makes sense. But then also I think that that sort of... If people are interested in learning more about the beer, then um, they could... Like, yeah, I understand not asking, like, you know, a, Especially a Saturday the, night when it, the bartender's four deep. But, like, I think that that's sort of where it kind of comes upon yourself as just, you know, someone who has an interest in what could become a hobby... To sort of like look into it and learn for yourself. I just, uh, you know, and and cans I think may not be as much of an issue because you can put a big description on it and Mm -hmm. things like that. And you can have time at the store to kind of read around and Uh things like that. But a tap handle in that fast paced bar environment, even if it just has the name of the brewery, the name of the beer, whatever that is. But I I just think we should be, I think we should be more careful of our names of beers and what you're putting on the tap, tap handle. If it's. It, to me, if you're if you're writing IPA and it's a weeded IPA, I got, you're almost you're you're picking one half, and and why are you picking that half? Why not? Maybe just the put, brewery feels why not that put some the, kind of ale. Just call IPA, it an ale. Well, I mean, maybe the brewery feels that IPA is a better descriptor of the beer than a wheat. Maybe what they, they, maybe they is, think yeah. it's and a little bit more of an IPA than a wheat. Or if they describe it, hold on. If they describe it as a wheat. And someone who loves wheat beer, who loves like, you know, like Blue Moon or whatever, um, drinks that and it's hoppy like an IPA, then they're going to be like, oh, gross. Right. Is that what all wheat beers are like? I don't like wheat and beers. That's, and that's why maybe it shouldn't be called a wheat. Maybe it shouldn't be called an IPA. Maybe you should just come up with a name for the beer and something, you know, so, I, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's raising a really becomes, weird topic. To yeah. Me. And that becomes a weird kind of gray area when all these breweries that we've talked to talk about oh i don't really brew to style or i brew specifically to style um and that kind of you know i think that if that is where they want to 
kind of go with it. They don't want to brew like within style. Then because, don't yeah, use I mean, I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. We had on the show a number of number of, a lot of people. Uh, people that we talked with. Uh, well, what brewing the style? Oh, what fun is that? Well, how in hell are you supposed to know what you're drinking? Drinking, but you know? I, you know. So I'll 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 throw somebody out there. We can use as an example on that. And, and Nine Giant because I've been drinking there a lot lately. And you walk into their tap room. Their beers have names that don't tell you anything about the beer. It's 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 Ad Rock or it's, I guess cream is not a good example because it's a cream ale, but um, you know, names like that that don't tell you anything about the beer. If you look at the board, yes, there's a description that you can read about the beer, but if you, if you want to know, you have to read the description or you have to ask about it. You don't have time. You can't make that judgment just based on the name of the beer. And I feel like if you throw IPA or if you throw wheat or if you throw... Um, you know, stout or something like that into there, it forms an opinion in somebody's head. Well, and if they don't, um, you know, like if the brewery doesn't know exactly what to call it, I mean, let's use like Blank Slate as an example. You know, there's the India Amber Ale and the, you know, the... um, Create your own style. Right. Just, yeah, just say what it is or say what it reminds you of. And then that will give... Like, because we have, I'm using blank slate because we have Fork in the Road on um, at the Overlook right right now. But um, India Amber Ale, you can say, okay, well, it's, it's, you can kind of describe it as either a maltier IPA or a hoppier amber. And that kind of like puts it in this nice place where it makes it a little bit more relatable, but it's also a unique name that, um, you know, kind of describes exactly what it is. Yeah, so yeah. Let, let's ask the old man here. Yeah, uh, old man. you know what if I was going to say. That, what do you? Yeah, if what are you looking for? Bar, yeah. Okay. The tap handles don't tell me a whole lot. No, they don't. So I usually go back to something I'm kind of used to. I like wheat beers. I like the coffee beers. I like you know the ales and the IPAs. I like I like the maybe a little lighter versus a real heavy beer. Uh-huh. So I'll go what I'm used to. Versus, I would love to walk all the way around and and really know what's what, but I I don't and I don't think the servers know either, because if they come to the table and you say what's on tap or what uh, do you have, oh, they gen- they generally say they're, they're supposed to. And if you and if, <laughs> and if saying, yeah, if, if you if you have good don't. ones, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, I'm not going to argue at all that a lot of times they don't know what they're talking about. It's true, especially in a place where um, I've worked at a place like this before where you, they have. 40 or 60 beers on draft like and I worked at a place like that and it was almost impossible for the server to know everything about every beer just because also they would like rotate so much and say you had Tuesday and Wednesday off and then you come into your shift on Thursday and half the beers are different and you have you know the 30 minutes before your shift starts to learn them like I'm, let's, let's, anyway, that's so let's, off topic. Well, let's have a small public <laughs> not, service not a announcement the, there. Not As, a lot of the places do enough employee education. Right. They don't right. sit there. They don't sit their people down and say, "This is the India Amber Ale, and this is what it. You know, this is this is what are the, the characteristics it has. This is what it. You're gonna you're gonna find people that like." Uh, IPAs are going to like this, but it's not an IPA. And it's not going to mm-hmm. say you know, IPA. It's not an exactly. It's not exactly an IPA. It's something different than that. It's a little bit different flavor. That's it's, what it's I a did bit like. Malt um, forward and, and that's what I did like about when I was working at uh, Brew River Gastro Pub. It's because that was a part of our pre meal every single shift. It was like, all right, this is what's new. Here's what you can tell people about it. This is where it's from. This is all the information about it. So, well, um, and, but as a beer geek, like I don't think anybody would would be offended 
if you walk into a place that has 40 taps or something and you ask the bartender what's on tap and she's like well here's the list and hands you a piece of paper with everything listed on it and if you have a question about it she might be able to answer it she might be able to go find out for you but I, I hate hate with with such a passion when you walk into a place and you're at and a nobody table can tell you anything. and you yeah. say what's on tap um they don't really know and then that's your answer and it's just left hanging there right right and then to have to say okay well and, and see, take that's, everybody that's else's drink order fault. and I'll the get up on the bar and I'll should look, have a list and, and, right. and pull out of their checkbook and say hey we've got this is it this yeah. is it this is it we've got this IPA we've got this wheat <laughs> beer we've got a you know we've got a lager you know we've got a smoked lager we've got a whatever you know and that, and that's you know if you like that kind of thing you like something with a little smoky flavor Here's here's a smoked lager, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that sort of situation lies in either you have a really shitty server who shouldn't be serving, or you have a problem with that particular business that right. does not educate their staff. Well, they they correctly. need to create the menus with a better description too, mm-hmm. right? Because they could come out with just a beer menu that they could interchange yeah, that had yeah. better descriptions. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and, and, and that's not out there much. Yeah, and that's the thing. You go you go to a good beer bar or growler station whatever it is there if there's not descriptions of the beers on the wall it's on a list in front of you your bartender knows what they're talking about and you see these places do sit way higher above than the other ones as far as experience and but more and more it seems like for every good place that opens up you've got 10 well, well I think you know I think that. I think that's all the all the better argument to go directly to the brewery because they'll know yeah <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of people want to go out to a restaurant. Of course, well, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like you know, therein lies part of the problem with the explosion of craft beer. And you know what? And I think we've had this discussion on this program before about how the brewers need to be out there educating Absolutely. the restaurateurs. Mm-hmm. They need to be out there educating the servers. You you can't just hook up a six barrel or, or a couple of six barrels of beer X beer Y and say, okay, here's beer X and here's beer Y. And it's, and it's terrific. And get out there and sell it, you know, get out there and, 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 and then you have to say, well, beer X is an, an IPA. It's, it's got a little malt, a little bit heavier malt character than, uh, than your typical IPA. Because, you know, we, we, you know, it's brewed with, you know, whatever two ra- two row malt, or or uh, we've decided that you know they they backed off the hop profile of this uh, this particular thing. Blah blah blah. On and on and on and on and on and on until until you get an idea. Until you get the server that has an idea of what they can tell. See, people. I would like that because I like mine a little bit less hoppy versus real hoppy. Right, right. So if there's a server that could tell me that, I'd I'd give her a better tip. Right, right. And but that's a lot of that is on Education. the uh, on the seller, and they, you know that's and this stuff comes in and 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 you know maybe the guy was at <coughs> Brewery X and maybe he was drinking Friday night and so oh, yeah I'd like a half barrel of that you know whatever and I'm you know I that'll really go in my place and all they were all they were doing really was drinking you know they weren't they didn't have they weren't educated on what the hop is or what the malt profile or any of that kind of stuff. So, uh, well, and yeah, I know of at least one local brewery that has one night a month where they invite 
um, maybe the, the, the head waiter or waitress from, from, from their big accounts and mm-hmm. has them into the brewery and mm-hmm. has a night where they just sit around and talk about their beer. They pull samples of stuff and they talk about what they're doing, what's coming in the future, what, how these things are evolving, how, what this tastes like, what that tastes like, and just talk about it. And that's a brewery doing it. That's not their distributor. That's not the, the bar or restaurants doing it. It's the brewery taking ownership of that and saying, if you're, that? um, I, I know for a fact bad Tom does it. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if Matry still does it. I know hey, Matry used to. I don't want to. I don't want to start naming uh, everybody's names because I know that a lot of people. I, I know do. they used to have sort of like an industry night, but I'm not sure if they still do that. that but was it's kind of in the earlier. It's days. definitely taking ownership of, of your your beer, and giving people something to to build off of, and trying to give them some kind of tool to work hey, with. Hey, you know what? And quite frankly. Bad Tom, they kind of have to do that. There's been so much misconception Everybody about their stuff that they put out and, over the years, and there's there's so much misconception and bad, just bad press but, 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 and but, bad, you know, bad thing that that they. But you're right. I mean, I agree with you. I 100%. had a ter- yeah. I, I've I've had terrible beer from other breweries before, and it's not always because the beer itself is bad. It may be because I don't like the beer. It may be because the keg is bad. I mean, but I've I've had what you would call what I would call bad beer from everybody, from from almost everybody. I I've, I I hate saying that somebody has to do something because somebody told them their beer was bad at some point. Even if it's a lot of people that told them their beer is bad. Right, right. Everybody needs to be doing things like that to no, make I sure agree. that agree the education is happening I, behind their product. I, I, I say that in just meaning that it's important for them to do that because there's been a lot of basically bullshit that's gone gone down about right. behind their product misinformation and, and a lot of mis- misinformation misinformation and 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 it behooves them to do that but it, it behooves everybody to do that you know it it from the most established guys in town all the way down to the brand new guys that are coming right. online in the in the last have come online just in the last couple of weeks. Well, and that's a good um, point too. Like if you're a drinker who's been drinking Mad Tree for the last three years, you know what your Mad Tree is supposed to taste like. You yeah. you always get yeah. Happy Amber when you go somewhere, and you walk into a bar and you taste Happy Amber, yeah. and it's something's wrong. You need to tell somebody about it. If you walk hell, if you if you walk into a bar and somebody tells you Happy Amber is a really great IPA, and you're gonna love it if you love IPAs. Yeah, yeah. Tell somebody about that too, and uh, you know maybe that that might be annoying to to you know Mike at Madry who's going through all these emails, but they appreciate that kind of stuff. Let people know when somebody is selling their product wrong because it is, especially when you get to a size that like that, like Madry or Rangeist or Moorline or Rivertown, it's hard to keep track of that stuff. That's right, and it's hard to know how people are selling your product, and that's that's their their bottom line is how their stuff is being sold you know, in, in bars and in stores and things like that. So well, if, I go, if I go out with a group of guys and we go to a bar or restaurant or af- after golf or whatever, most people generally order something they recognize. Right. Most of them don't go out of their way to try right, something right. different. Right. So if the breweries or the distributors would even like, you know, dollar beer night for this particular type of beer, just for people to try it. Because my guys would try it if it was a buck, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but most people don't. 
You know, right, right. I, I see what you're saying. You know, but. if they would kind of just expand their marketing a little bit to get people to try the different beers, I think that would help too, because people right. do what they're used to. Right, right. Yeah. If 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 a guy buys a Budweiser and it's and, and it's a dollar, you know, and and why not? You know, why can't Beer X Cincinnati Craft Beer exactly? Group, you know, sell their beer for a dollar. You know. Until that keg's gone or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, well, the, just so guys can try it. The, yeah, the laws right. around some of that stuff is a little tough, too, with, with selling a certain keg for a dollar. There, there's some weird stuff that goes along with that, How does Budweiser get away with it? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, but even, you know, like coming in and and, and coming into a, 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 I don't know, a, a partner that they have, somebody that's selling their beer and trying to, to, to educate people and say, all right, well, if somebody is coming in and they're ordering this Budweiser or whatever this, this product that you sell a lot of is, you can also recommend them, recommend them this. You can tell them that, that Lyft is very similar to that and just, just mention it to them, you know, just it's something to help people understand how beers are, are closely related sometimes that they may be afraid to try. You know, we're drinking a Kolsch. That's a really weird sounding name to somebody who's you know, a butter a miller drinker they're not going to grab a kolsch thinking it's something that they might like all the time but it's probably closer to anything that you know anything right. that they're interested in drinking right. they, as far as if they're bud if they're bud or bud light drinkers so it's somehow i think that you have to educate people to to let them know what what something means that's written on their bottle but i think this all started to me with what's written on that bottle or what's written on that tap handle. Um, I wish it was a little more descriptive sometimes. That's You're not going to get that on the tap handle. Yeah. It's then, then leave it open to something that where I might be able to. So I say a just menu, make it. Please. Yeah, a beer yeah. menu. Uh, a, a that, that they can change uh, out that's yeah. really, really yeah. descriptive. Yeah. I think that would well, be great. Like this, like this, we're, we got this Moorline Schutz and Fesch Kolsch. If it was a extremely hoppy Kolsch, that's not a Kolsch to me. If I don't like hops right, right. and I like to drink Kolsches and I pick that up, I'm going to be pissed. So if the tap handle says more line Kolsch, to me that's that's deceptive to the customer. Well, if it says you, if it says put, more line Schutzenfest, yeah. I'm okay with it. Right, right, now, luckily, right. this is a great Kolsch, so it it's doesn't that doesn't apply. Right, but right. but in you know speaking in in kind of general terms, right, right. but you know if if Mount Carmel's coffee brown was called mount caramel something or other and it didn't say coffee i'm okay with that if it says mount caramel coffee brown and it's an ipa i'm gonna be pissed if i order it and again there's no coffee no doubt no doubt so it's you know it's something i was thinking about today so thanks amy for sending us out (laughs) down the rabbit hole of style (laughs) arguments all right let's uh play this Hey y'all, this is Sean Willingham with the Municipal Brew Works in Hamilton, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffillers in Greater Cincinnati. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. have to cut him some slack he had a stroke the lightning round i don't really got anything
think I can come up with something really fast. Um, I'll ask one to everybody. It's yeah, not really like an either or which. Well, um, what's your? Well, I guess you can't even answer. This. What's your favorite beer you've drank this week? Sorry, Mike. Your favorite beer you uh, wish you could have drank this week? Pellegrino uh, <laughs> mineral water from Italy. Uh, um, no, but but I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't know if I don't know if if it's a sort of a weird um, uh, flashback type of thing, but but I, I I've thought about that Moorline uh, FC Cincinnati a couple of times this this week. It, it to me it was just so refreshing and so love that beer. tasty um, uh, that that I really uh, I really enjoyed. That was one of the one of the ones that we've that that we've had in the last couple of weeks that I've really liked. So. Um, um, For anybody that's just tuning in, Mike has not been allowed to drink this week because of his health issues. So we're throughout the show, we're we're rubbing a little beer underneath of his nose so oh, he can smell yes, it. Yes. <laughs> oh, it smells so good. What about you, old man? Favorite this, beer you drank this week? This week would have been the Rheingeist Streaker. Mm. Ah, yes. that's what I had this streaker week. Uh, makes a return, doesn't it? And, uh, in so, Kansas, but here. I really like yeah. the Panther. The Panther is just mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Panther's awesome, but only comes out in the fall. What about ah. you, Bear? Uh, okay, so I've got like, like my answer is not going to be accepted. So I have a backup answer, but I was just at Tales of the Cocktail in New Orleans. Um, wow, cocktails! It was cocktails, just cocktails all around. Um, lots of booze, lots of like strawberry daiquiris and like just really like uh-huh. disgusting ones and my last night in new orleans i was just like oh my god i cannot drink i can't i can't i can't i can't drink another cocktail i can't drink any more <laughs> bourbon i can't drink any more rye i can't drink anything else like any more spirits and i <laughs> went into this little dive called um the alibi i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it um and i had a miller light and it was just like the perfect it was like drinking water it was like and when i say there's a time and a place for everything there really is that miller light was it was sort of like how when i go to ohio brew week for the whole week and i'm drinking beer all week that like first like vodka soda that just kind of like breaks it up it's awesome but uh for a little bit of a better answer it is uh it's shade season and i'm just i'm just uh, hanging have, in the shade the whole summer um my whenever Perfect. somebody talks about shade I, I ask have you had the shadodo yet yes my god yeah it's uh um, it, it's it's actually really tearing up the sales at the overlook yeah. this weekend 50 50 shade in dodo for anybody that does not know about this amazing drink wow. it's incredible it's awesome i'm, I'm not wow. the biggest shade fan except if it's really if i'm sitting out in the sun but you you mix it with dodo and it man it it, it really takes it to is, a different level a, for yeah me. they really should like actually make it a thing yeah. next year like sell it in <laughs> kegs because it's awesome I, I wish that that would be an amazing turn of events wouldn't <laughs> it? i wish that like our, our, the the beer laws that exist in ohio were not so messed up and they could just mix a six-pack and put together shade and dodo and and send it to stores that way and mm-hmm. i think that would be brilliant but with some Just kind of special Shadodo glass that shows you where to pour uh, your beers, and yeah, <laughs> you could do all kinds of fun send stuff. Send somebody an email. I'm always big on special gla- glassware. I love so. glassware. <laughs> yeah, so that's my question. That's my lightning round question. Mike, pull one out of your ass for us. Since none of us prepared for the lightning <laughs> round. Hell, I ain't, I ain't prepared for it. Well, that's what I'm saying. None of us. Hell, did. I can barely. I can barely talk. <laughs> uh, Best uh, uh, 
aside from the Miller Lite, did you have a good craft beer in New Orleans at all? Uh, I had an Abita Amber. I mean, you got to. wrong with that. You yeah. got to. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah. no, it was really, I, I did take a really interesting class that was kind of sponsored by Goose Island, and we had some Goose Island beer cocktails, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Which... But, one of these days, we are going to do a beer cocktail. Yeah, show it was on it, the it was it was Sophie. I keep saying it um, with like grapefruit juice, and they did like a really nice beer foam. It was fun. What is uh, what should people uh, going to Athens uh, be drinking? Uh, drink drink local. Um, I'm not going to send them to something specifically yeah, because there's yeah. you know with there's too much good three breweries and you there's walk too much into good in that town. You walk into they've all got a. I mean, I think. Um, I want to say, I mean, of course, Jackio's has like 30-something beers on tap. You walk into Devil's Kettle, and I think there were probably, I don't know, 15 taps maybe there, 10 or 15 taps, and the same at Littlefish. I mean, there's just a ton of fresh, really good beer happening there, so just drink local. And that's kind of my answer all the time. So it's kind of a cop-out, but kind of not. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's where this show comes from. It's, you know, we, we, we want everybody to drink local, and uh, everything's local somewhere. That's that's right, and that's you know, so. we we rag on on Bud and Miller and Coors and stuff like that sometimes. But you put me in St. Louis, and I'm probably gonna drink a Budweiser. You know, it's just the way it works. That's it's local. It's, it's local. <laughs> um, I don't know, Chuck. Do you have any questions for us? So, of all the beer festivals, which one is tops? If a guy was going to go to a beer festival, pick one per year, which one should he go to? Man. You mean in Cincinnati? In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Winter Bonanza. Uh, you know what? This kind of sounds Ooh. like a cop out, but Let's you know what I'm going to tell fest. everybody? I'm going to tell everybody that since the advent of craft brewing, uh, that the Oktoberfest Cincinnati has really stepped up their game they've got a great you know they've got some good sponsorship they've got some really good uh breweries that come out for it uh and that do special beers and things like that and 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 you will never get me to say that 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 oktoberfest zinzinati is not the class beer event in cincinnati you will never get me to say that i think that it's not i think it's i think it's great i think it's always been great and i think it's gotten even even better over the f- last several years with the advent of craft brewing because there are more different products there uh and they still have a you know um a war a warsteiner that they serve down there that is just you know, I know that's one of their big sponsors, mm-hmm. but a Warsteiner that they serve down there is so good. If it's nice and cold and everything, gosh, it is it is it is such a such a good such a good German beer. Um, I love that. I love the. Uh, I also uh, drink the. Um, oh hell, what is it? The. Um, uh, the, um, Erd- 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 the Erdinger. Yeah. Erdinger Weiss. almost almost the Dunkel Weiss. Is almost always my traditional first beer when I go to uh, Oktoberfest. The Erdinger, Erdinger, um, terrific. I mean, I love it. Well, I mean, for I, you for, know, so for anybody who is Oktoberfest fans, um, we are we're we're chomping at the bit to enter into Oktoberfest season here, which I know it seems early to everybody. It's 
But I, beginning of August, you're going to start seeing some stuff right. popping up, and, yeah. and, and there's definitely some Oktoberfest celebrations yeah. in August, yeah. and certainly September. I think every weekend yeah. there's a different one around town, Absolutely. and I am I am thrilled to see some of the stuff that's going to be coming out this year. So you've given me, there's stuff that's been out for a long time, and there's some, um, I think I'm allowed to talk about Moreline putting theirs in cans. So there's at least... At nope. least one brewery putting their Oktoberfest in cans, and it's a different beer this year, made with some wheat and some. It's just some neat, yeah, neat yeah. ideas that people are yeah. twisting on them. So, excellent, excellent. Um, what uh, what's going on? Uh, what's going on? What's on the blog? Tell us uh, what's going on. Uh, and we've got a couple of spots uh, on there that were uh, that you're you know that you've got the the screwed down. Um, well, the the the, the Oktoberfest stuff is what I'm what I'm focusing on this week. That's my big stuff this week, um, coming up at least. There's, like I said, going to be some some news about some cans and stuff like that rolling out. Um, cool. Um, getting into pumpkin season too. Ah, which, yes. Um, oh yeah. I'm a yes. huge pumpkin beer fan. Pumpkin. I don't know if I can drink pumpkin quite yet. I think I need to get closer into the fall before oh, yeah. I can drink it's, it. I mean, it's, it's still July. But it's I can do Oktoberfest beers for sure. Um, what else is new? What have, uh, what's been happening this last week? Put me on the spot here. Uh, they announced, uh, no. Volksfest is coming up. Uh, Volksfest is coming, yeah. Yes, that is yes. the 5th and 6th of August. Uh, yes. Which, I mean, yeah, when when Chuck asked about the, uh, about the beer festivals, I Right up, straight up said, um, Mad Tree Winter Bonanza, but nobody does beer festival like Listerman. It's just, oh, there, it's, and that's that's the, the Listerman, yeah, new new head brewer, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right, coming that's into right. town now, too. And we'll have to tie him to a bar stool and <laughs> As, get him to talk. So, I, right? I and <laughs> when what is the date on Folks Fest? Do you know off the top of your head? 5th and 6th of um, August, so that's. Probably right before wow, he, he gets up, into town, man. but that I mean, it's coming up fast. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's there's there's something happening. It seems like every weekend in Cincinnati beer anymore, and it's mm-hmm. as hard as it is to keep up with. It's so much fun to well, watch. I know, it's, I know it's coming up this weekend. Time sure flies when you're on your ass in the hospital. For, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's like it's it's like almost August. You know, jeez, you're gonna appreciate your beer more now. <laughs> oh, can't wait till I get the the okay the blessing from my neurosurgeon. So, uh, I I I in fact I, I asked uh, Chris Ma- Chris Nascimento who we we know he's had some you know physical problems some 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 problems with his uh, with his health in the past and that I said how do you not let the bastard get you down and he said it's good beer. It's just gotta make sure you got it. You gotta get, get outside, of, take a walk. Get outside, take a good walk, beer. and have some good beer. He said, and that's and that. That's all I ask out of life, and <laughs> most most usually. So, <laughs> all right, guys, have we have we done enough? Have we kicked it? Have we kicked it in the uh, side enough that uh, we got it to squeal at least, at least a little bit? I think so. We gotta, of course, apologize one more time to. Um, Bad Tom Smith and, and Urban Artifact for killing their show that I really wish we still had because it was such a fun show. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I think well, so. maybe they'll let us come out one more time. So I will be talking to them in the very near future. They have a fun festival coming up called the Be Wilder Fest, 
which I think is described as just pushing people out of their comfort zone into weird foods and weird beers and <laughs> weird music. And um, I can't wait to talk to him about it. So, we'll and that's a UA. Uh, uh, yeah, in the in the wow. tap room beer garden cool. area, cool. maybe even upstairs. I don't know. I'll talk to him soon about it, and we'll have more info here on the show, and maybe right. even have them on the show in the near future. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks, everybody. We'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for being patient with me and my uh, fits and starts. We really appreciate y'all joining us tonight. Uh, we're an hour and 25 minutes in, despite the fact that, that I didn't have much to say and couldn't drink any beer. But God love you all. Thanks for the support. I can feel the love and the prayers from everybody and could certainly uh, feel the support from everybody in the Cincinnati uh, craft beer community. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back with you again next week on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Voice of Cincy Craft.